Stand by. Hello and welcome to the Lackadaisical Libricubicularist. And now your host, Jordan Maywood. Hello! Welcome, my friends, to the Librocube. I am, as always, Jordan Maywood, the Lackadaisical Librocubicularist. Today is Tuesday, November the 4th. Ah, shit, it just started to snow. Shitburgers, I say to that. Today's sponsor is Weeping Angels Teardrops. Once again, today's sponsor is Weeping Angels Teardrops. For those times when blinking is just not an option. As you no doubt know, because you are a smart little cookie, Tuesdays within the Libro Cube are TV Tuesdays, otherwise known as Television Tuesdays, aka um, nothing else really. Just those, just those two things. I got a fair amount of shows to get through, so let's see what we can do. If you listened to last TV Tuesday, I laughed a lot because I talked about. A show by the name of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. I had uh, a couple episodes that I didn't get to because we were in such a rush there. So I saved them for today. Because nothing like starting a workday by thinking about a funny, funny show that you watched, right? That's, that's a theory that I'm going to throw out there. And let's see if it holds water. First episode uh, that I'm going to talk about was called... Storm of the Century, which is possibly uh, ironic, because right now it is snowing pretty bad. Sort of a sleety-type snow. Maybe you can even hear it, because it's kind of loud, actually. So, hopefully that does not screw the audio too much. So, the gang is uh, sitting around the bar, as they do um, every single day, let's say. Uh, And... The news reporter with giant boobs, who's super, super hot, comes on and starts talking about the uh, unexpected storm that is on the way and is going to sort of close down the whole area and massive destructions and what have you. So they, of course, uh, overreact as, again, they do quite often. Overreacting and sitting in bars, two of their... uh, Two of their favorite things, I would say. So they decide to head on down to the... I forget what they call it, but it's to me it sounds like a Walmart, basically. Uh, to sort of stock up and get ready for the storm. Since they have a shelter in the basement of the bar <laughs> that they they set up for... Uh, oh, uh, for the Y2K. Do you, do you remember that, when there was that big Y2K... Uh, thing, because people were scared that when uh, computers had to jump from 1999 to the year 2000, they would all be screwed up, because, uh, yeah, (laughs) whatever. I I didn't really understand why my uh, clock having trouble with doing doing the, showing the year 2000 was, was going to screw up the whole world, but 
the Pachendra was there, um, allegedly, apparently. So um, they set it up for that, but since that time, it sort of eaten everything that was in it and used all the supplies, and we're basically just sort of using it as a sex room. So they uh, decide to head on down to the Walmart to restock it, and there's basically mass panic, uh, chaos ensuing, and uh, hilarity also ensued, as this is the funniest show on TV, we, we are going to expect some, uh, some comedies, some comedies. Oh, uh, you know what I forgot to do at the top of the show? Uh, is to say that there will most likely be spoilers. So, well, there you go. Including the fact that the show ended, and um, basically they were all sort of stranded at this Walmart because um, Mac stole their transportation and uh, used all their money they were going to used to buy supplies, to buy 3D TV, so he could look at the uh, girl with the big boobs on the 3D TV uh, back at the bar in the storm shelter. So, I laughed long and hard at that. Uh, the next episode is uh, was called Game of Games, in which it was sort of... Uh, <laughs> this one was funny for me in particular, because at one point, many, many years ago, I did exactly, basically, what they did, and created a game. They created this crazy drinking-related game, basically like any drinking game with crazy rules, and you have to drink, and as it escalates, it gets crazier and crazier. Theirs, theirs was, took the craziness up, notches unknown to man. And again, hilarity ensued. The uh, The rule book was like a four-inch binder. And uh, let's uh, leave actually on that note, on the, uh, the note that it was very, very funny. Highly recommend you watch. It's always sunny in Philadelphia, as per usual. It gets a five out of five, sometimes a six out of five. Uh, let's leave that quickly behind and move on to another show by the name of Jimmy Kimmel Live, which we've talked about a couple episodes. I don't know if I'd call it a guest so much as a little segment he had on. There was a kid who is going to New York University who received an email basically from the university, something about taxes, and rather than... He meant to send it on to his mom, this email but he accidentally hit the reply all button, so he replied to every single member of staff, every single student of New York University. Uh, 40,000 people. Uh, <laughs> so, he, uh, Jimmy Kimmel seems to be uh, always up on things like this that happen on the interwebs, which I very much appreciate, and he'll uh, sort of get these people on a show and talk about them talk to them about what happened, and uh, it's very funny. Quite often, we'll make fun of them, <laughs> as he uh, did in this case. Uh, the other, uh, another clip I watched, I should say clip I watched, because I don't actually stay up late enough to watch Jimmy Kimmel Live, but the kind, kind dude that he is will post his interviews on the YouTube. 
So that is very much appreciated. And uh, every week, they'll post a lot, a lot of videos. Every week, I'll go uh, and check and kind of pick and choose which ones I want to watch, and usually watch a whole bunch of them. Uh, so two in particular was the was that guy who responded to the email to the entire college, and also a interview with Mike Tyson, who is friggin' a crazy guy, man. Just I I don't know if he's acting. If he is, he's he's also not a bad actor, but he uh, just the way he acts. Way he talks, he's a he's a crazy dude. I, I recommend going over and uh, and watching that interview just to just to see. You know what? Go over, watch that interview, and then email me at the email address provided in the closing credits, and let me know if you think that uh, Mike Tyson is acting. Because one hand, I think he is, and on the other hand, I'm not sure, and on yet a third hand. Just call me Vishnu. I think it's real, and he's a crazy person. The uh, third show that I want to get in is Dexter. Uh, the Mrs. and I have moved on from Rescue Me and are now firmly entrenched within the Dexter universe. We are both very much uh, enjoying it so far. I am uh, digging the character of Dexter. He's a uh, Unlike really anything I think uh, we have seen on TV, a, a psychopath as a as the as the star of your television show, has that happened before? Uh, I don't think so. Huh. Maybe I'm wrong, but I I uh, can't think of an instance where a psychopathic serial killer has been the star of a television show. For as many seasons, especially as Dexter's been on. What are they on season five now, I think? Is it? So, uh, the first episode I will mention, they are kind of doing as I predicted in that there is one sort of, uh, what I like to call the uber bad guy for, I believe he will be the bad guy for the entire first season. And then each episode has sort of a smaller individual bad guy for the particular uh, episode, which is how uh, Buffy did it, how Angel did it, sort of how uh, Star Trek Deep Space Nine did it as well. It's a formula that I am a big fan of, because that way it's not just kind of like you watch an episode and then by the next episode everything's back to normal. It's always sort of that underlying what's going to happen in this overall story vibe, which I very much appreciate. The uh, smallish, we'll call him, bad guy in this first episode was this kind of uh, the teenage kid. He murdered uh, another kid and was just released from prison. I think he was 18 years old. And uh, Dexter, through his sort of sixth sense of serial killing, had the feeling that he was going to kill again. Which, it turns out, he was uh, most likely correct. However, and this is a big however, he stopped the kid from murdering again. And uh, did not, in fact, spoiler alert, murder the kid. His, uh, Dexter's M.O. is that he kills serial killers. Uh, I did expect, eventually, in the long run of Dexter, what are we, five seasons in, I think, 
that eventually he would come across a serial killer that he did not murder. I did not expect it would be the friggin' like third episode of the series. I think that's too soon. I think he, they should have saved this episode for later, um, and let Dexter continue on his murderous, murderous ways until they decided to, uh, I don't know if he's showing compassion, but that's kind of what it felt like, and and I think it's too early in the series, too early in the series for him to be, to be developing that way. That's just one man's opinion. Oh, uh, the main uber bad guy has been sort of taunting Dexter. Uh, knows who he is. Uh, knows even that he is a serial killer himself. Almost uh, treating him as if he's like a like a younger brother and sort of teasing him which uh, is, a, is a very cool way to, to go about this. Not as if they're rivals, but more as if they are just two people who like to go out and murder other people, and why don't we get along, right? Weird, but I like it. The uh, it, In one of the... I think I watched... I can't remember if it's two or three the Mrs. and I watched. Uh, one in which Dexter finally did get his murder on, he murdered a uh, coyote... Uh, for those of you who don't know, a coyote, coyote, is someone who uh, sort of ferries people uh, from Mexico to the U.S. I, don't, I suppose it doesn't have to be those two specific countries, but someone who would bring Mexicans or Cubans illegally into America. The person who does that is called a coyote. Huh? See, you learn something new every day here in the liberal cube. The coyote, he would murder the people he brought over to the states if they could not sort of pay up. And Dexter caught caught him doing so. And also the coyote's wife. Uh, that was sort of a little twist. Cool twist. She was involved in a friggin' scary bitch. So killed them both in sort of a spur of the moment. And almost potentially got caught. This was... A cool episode because, cool couple episodes because it was the closest he had ever been to being caught. Oh yeah, what happened was he apparently dumps the bodies in the ocean and somehow the uber bad guy uh, saw him doing this and found the girl's body and uh, dove (laughs) and uh, brought her back up to the surface and sort of placed her in the exact same spot that Dexter murdered him. So that's uh, that was uh, some nervous moments for him, I'm sure, and uh, made for a very exciting couple episodes. Okay, uh, I want to move on quick here. Um, let's save that. Uh, okay, so I watched the very last episode of Doctor Who. Uh, very last that is currently available, I should say. Didn't want to scare any Whovians out there. This is not the last episode ever. Just the last until the Christmas episode, which is coming up, uh, I guess, in a couple of weeks. Now, big, big spoilers here. When I talked about and nerded out to a freakish degree in my Doctor Who TV Tuesday last uh, Tuesday, I purposely did not give spoilers, but... I'm going to this time just because this particular episode was spoiled for me. <laughs> so, turnabout is fair play. The episode is called uh, Angels Take 
Manhattan. So not Muppets take Manhattan, angels take Manhattan. Uh, actually, the sponsor at the beginning of the show is a bit of a clue. The uh, angels are, of course, the weeping angels, which uh, are really cool bad guys that the Doctor has come, uh, come against quite a few times. They are aliens that are in the shape of usually always, so far, uh, angel statues. Statues that are in the shape of angels. In this episode, they could be statues in many different other shapes. So that was, that was new. Uh, scary ones were like the little baby angel ones. Those ones are creepy, man. Uh, the really cool thing about these particular bad guys is that if you are looking at them, they can't move. Huh? Hence the teardrops. Huh? See, it's making sense now. So, uh, if you blink, then they can move. If your back is turned to them, then they can move. If it's in a pitch black room, then they can move. But if you're staring at them, they can't move. Uh, awesome idea, and I love it. In New York City, here's, here's a bit of a spoiler, is there not a really big statue in New York City? Sort of a, a liberty statue, if you will? Huh? Hint, hint. Now, the spoiler I'm going to give away, that was spoiled to me, and I think if you are a Doctor Who fan, if you are a Doctor Who fan and for some reason haven't watched this episode, you have almost guaranteed heard this spoiler, is that the two companions um, died. <laughs> I shouldn't laugh, because again, I will admit, which I seem to have met, admitted three times so far, uh, about various different things, I cried <laughs> when they died. It was so sad, and I was just so attached to these two, uh, Rory and Amy, the Doctor's companions. Now, they died, but they died in, like, their 80s, basically. Um, that doesn't make sense, and you know what? I'm not going to explain it. So, that's sort of leaving a, uh, a thread for you to not be spoiled. Yeah, yeah, let's do it that way. I am at work. We're going to do a uh, short episode today. Uh, next TV Tuesday, I'll probably throw in, because I ran out of time today, some um, Walking Dead talk. Ooh. Walking Dead Season 3, specifically. I hope you enjoyed this shortest, shorty, sh kind of shorter, not full-length, drive-to-work, not-drive-home-from-work episode. And uh, I'll see you tomorrow. Actually, uh, just as a note, we're going to skip a book by Wednesday, and uh, the next episode I post will be a her video games day. You love it? I love you. It is nice to be nice to the nice. I'm a fool to do your dirty working, working, working. And we're back. We are back. We are back, we are back, we are back, back, we are back, back in action. Hello again. I know, I know, I said it's nice to be nice to the nice to end the program. I had all sort of intentions to end that podcast, this podcast, there. But then I thought, you know what, I'm just driving home. What am I going to do? It's just a, just a waste of 
you know how some people are like a waste of space? Well, the, the drive home is like a waste of space and time. It's basically a waste of space time. So why not fill it up with a little podcasting was my thought. Uh, I did have one more uh, show, really big show, since it's a TV Tuesday that I did uh, write down to talk about. So why not do it now, right? I can't think of a reason. Can you think of a reason? No, you cannot. And even if you could, how would I? How would I know that you had a reason? Because this is not a two-way street here. This is me talking and you listening is what it is. Uh, if you do want to talk back to me, please do so uh, at the email address provided at the end of the show. We also have a Facebook page. We also are on Twitter. Just uh, if you're on uh, Twitter, I am Jordan underscore Maywood. I think also if you search lackadaisical liberocuberculist, I will also come up. Same with, uh, actually, no, not same on Facebook. It's I do have a uh, Facebook page for the podcast. So you can uh, check us out there and throw us a like if you are so inclined. Uh, so that's some podcast stuff out of the way. I have recently, actually, just since we're on the subject and I'm... Uh, basically just, I don't want to say murdering time on my drive home, but uh, yes, that's what I'm doing. I have sort of uh, in an effort to bring in new listeners on Twitter, I have been doing a little aggressive type tweeting, friending, following, fucking, no, not not, not fucking, Um, just to uh, try to get people to listen a little bit more, I have a feeling that even if I had, you know, two listeners, I would still do this, because I like it. It is sort of uh, taking all the shit that builds up in my brain and just throwing it out there, rather than sort of keeping it bottled up and letting it fester because nobody likes a fester. Maybe Uncle Fester. People people like him. Especially when he was played by Mr. Christopher Lloyd, as I like to call him, who I got to meet at Fan Expo. Got his autograph. <laughs> uh, good times, good times. Uh, oh yeah, podcast junk. So uh, I've been on the, the Twitter for years now, and just kind of kept it as a personal resource for, well, not even a resource, just uh, I would occasionally tweet at famous people to see if I could get a response, and I do have quite a few, I'm uh, proud to say. My favorite being from a uh, Mr. Bruce Campbell. He uh, A lot of people will send him, like, beautiful sunsets and, uh, you know, just nice scenery sort of in general. I don't know how that came about, I'm curious, and he'll quite often respond to these pictures. So I sent him one of my backyard, which, uh, to use the word small, is a bit of an exaggeration, as it is very small. Uh, He said it was sexy as hell, 
And uh, now, if the missus and I ever decide to sell the house, we will uh, be able to say that the backyard is Bruce Campbell approved. So, that's cool. Since I had the podcast, I had the thought, as I believe a lot of people do, that Twitter could be a sort of a resource for bringing in new listeners. So I have been aggressively... um, Basically what I'll do is uh, either on Twitter or there are other sites you can go to and search for people who have used the word podcast. As simple as that. And then uh, just sort of follow them. And quite often, because uh, on Twitter, when you follow someone, it is sort of polite, I guess you would say, to follow back. They'll follow me back. And then now that I... uh, I'll, I'll post whenever there's a new episode, I'll post that on Twitter. And hopefully that'll bring in some listeners. Does that make sense from a uh, sort of marketing standpoint? I assume it does. It it couldn't hurt, right? That's just a uh, sort of an an effort to get more listeners. Because despite the fact that if I had, you know, two listeners, I think I would still do it. It is much more um, fulfilling, I think, uh, the more people who listen. Does that... Yeah, yeah. That, that, that's what I want to say. So, uh, something else that I always sort of hear on podcasts that I listen to, and from the sounds of it, something that grows podcast audience more than anything else is for you, who are listening to this, to maybe tell a friend if you like what you hear. It's uh, something that, even though uh, Adam Carolla has one of the most popular podcasts, if not at times the most popular podcast on the globe, he will still occasionally throw out a, you know what, tell your friends if you like what you hear, and uh, as he says, keep the pirate ship afloat, and as I will say, keep the uh, libro cube uh, a cubed. Yeah, Help uh, help a brother out, if you will. Okay, so that's just some uh, podcast-related mumbo-jumbo for you. Why not? Throw it in there. This is a podcast after all, right? So let's talk about the last show that I had planned to talk about. A little uh, little program by the name of Walking Dead. Ooh, zombies. Brains. You know what? That's a shame that uh, I'm just thinking in the Walking Dead... You never hear a zombie say brains. Say brains. Actually, you never really hear that in any sort of uh, modern zombie movies or TV shows, do you? Why did they get rid of that? Huh. It's a shame, really. You know what uh, I just thought would be funny? Is if, say, you took an episode of Walking Dead and... Even though now, zombies never say brains. Uh, If you had maybe, like, say... Yeah, let's go. If you had Stephen Hawking sort of uh, attacked by a vampire and turned into a vampire, and then he was the first and only zombie ever on the the show to go brains. That would be funny. I would uh, would find that funny. Although, uh, Walking Dead is not uh, so much going for the laughs. I think... That is one 
sort of bad thing about a lot of zombie things, and maybe even Walking Dead in particular, is that I like it more in a anything to do with zombies when they don't take it 100% seriously. That's just sort of uh, one man's opinion. I understand that it probably builds tension better, uh, much more dramatic to not have a lot of shits and giggles, but I don't think that is human. I think um, human nature in extreme circumstances is going to uh, often try to bring comedy to the forefront just to relieve tensions, because when you are in an extreme situation for long periods of time, as these people are for months or years, you cannot be 100% of the time on edge, or you will go insane. Uh, do I have facts to, be, to, to back up what I'm saying? No, I don't. But I don't need facts, because um, my facts are what I like to call common sense. Ooh, that was uh, that was aggressively ballsy of me to say, but take that as my rebuttal. Uh, overall, though, Walking Dead has been very enjoyable. I would recommend with this show to... I started off watching it on, uh, basically on TV, like, watch the episodes as they come out, but I, I think it's a lot better, this show, to do it in chunks, so, like, uh, season one and two are available on DVD, uh, if you can, and would like to, get those, and then watch them sort of, not in one sitting, obviously, that's crazy, but, like, sort of in big chunks of know, three, four episodes at a time, it just makes the show much, much better, I, I find. The, the, I think the best example of a show that you need to do that with is Lost, the show Lost. That show, uh, when it was on, I started watching it on TV and got into the second or third season, and then uh, missed an episode, and then watched one, and then missed another episode. And then I uh, tried to watch from there on and had no idea what was, what was going on. Like, not even a clue. So, that's sort of the prime example of where, if you can... I think it's actually Losses now available on Canadian Netflix, I think I saw. Which means it's probably on American Netflix. So, good idea to, for that show, in particular, out of all others I've ever watched, uh, try to do it in chunks. Chunk TV watching, we'll call that. So Walking Dead follows very, very loosely the comic book Walking Dead, which uh, I've mentioned, I believe, in past episodes that although I'm a comic book fan in the sense of I love the art, when I am reading them, I enjoy them, I do not sort of ever purchase them or go out of my way to read them. The one exception was I bought the Omnibus, of uh, Walking Dead, I believe it was Walking Dead, it, uh, it sort of had Walking Dead, all the comics, 1 through, I think, 50 or something like that, it had, it had a lot of content, it was friggin' thick and heavy, that, and I did enjoy it, but when I'm reading a comic book, I kind of feel like I'm cheating on regular books, so I don't enjoy it as much, and it's also the sort of, I get a, you know, 300, 500 page book book, 
and I get much more immersed in that world because it takes a lot longer to work through it. And with a comic book, they're both short and not a lot of reading, so I, I kind of fly through them. So there you go. There's my comic book 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 stance for you, if that makes any sense. Uh, I don't believe it did, but what are you going to do? Uh, so Walking Dead sort of loosely follows the story in the comic book, which really, for all intents and purposes, is just about the uh, zombie apocalypse, which I love. I love anything apocalypse-related, no matter what it is. Zombie just happens to be one of the best ones, because it's so sort of unique and, well, not likely to actually happen. I don't think I want to get too uh, in-depth to particular stories. No, I, yeah, I'm not going to well, watch them. Uh, in this case, I'm not going to, just because it's it's uh, it kind of doesn't make sense to. Just to say that it's it follows a group of people during the zombie apocalypse, and kind of, we'll leave it at that. Season uh, 1 and 2 and 3... Let's uh, combine them all into one score. And that score is hard to do. It's a, it's a hard show to do. Because you'll have episodes where... And this is this is not a complaint that I alone am making. I, on my interweb journeys, I, I've seen this complaint a lot. Is that you'll have episodes where almost nothing happens. Which is disappointing. Or episodes where nothing happens for the entire episode, and then the last uh, two minutes, crazy shit will go down, which can be frustrating. So, I will give it a rating of four, with an asterisk of some two episodes. <laughs> some just boring two moments, let's say, instead. Alright, that makes sense. Alright, folks, so we'll, uh, why don't we just end her there, since we're just about at home, and I had not even really planned to do any afternoon gabbing, gabbing at you. So, uh, I did anyways, because why not? We are murdering time together, basically. It is, uh, it is and has been difficult getting feedback from, uh, anyone and everyone. I don't know why that is. <laughs> I, 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 all the feedback I have gotten on the podcast has been positive, Nothing but four and five star ratings, which I greatly appreciate. Uh, every comment has been glowing, but not uh, in any detail. So I would love to hear from you, the listener. This is a uh, this is my plea for feedback. You can uh, send it to the email address provided at the in the closing credits, which I'll just give you right now. In case you don't want to listen to them, it is Maywood, M-A-Y-W-O-O-D, dot, that's a, that's a period, Jordan, J-O-R-D-A-N, at, that's your, your at sign there, gmail.com. That is a email service provided through the good people at Google, at no charge. Oh, isn't that nice? Uh, so send, send me, uh, feedback there. Or, I think what helps uh, even more from what I have gathered from my podcast listening is if you rate, comment, 
and subscribe through iTunes. That uh, apparently makes a huge difference for every time that happens. So, would greatly appreciate some of that as well while you're at it. If you're feeling in a kind mood, and I know you are, tis the season, it's December, you know what? I know you've been racking your brains on thinking what to get me for Christmas, uh, and Hanukkah, and uh, Kwanzaa, and um, other things of that nature, of that ilk. Well, get me that. And you know what I'll get you? More podcast episodes. Just what you've wanted? Maybe? Possibly? Hopefully? Folks, it is nice to be nice to the nice. Thank you for listening. This has been another edition of the Lackadaisical Libra Cubicle Wrist. We here in the Libra Cube would love to hear from you. If for any reason you would like to contact us, you can do so via the email address, mailwood.jordan at gmail.com. And now I have a theory. I've got a theory that it's a demon, a dancing demon. Something isn't right there. I've got a theory. The best is yet to come, and babe, won't it be fine? You think you've seen the sun, but you ain't seen it shine. Wait till the warm-up's underway. Wait till our lips have met. Wait till you see that sunshine day You ain't seen nothing yet The best is yet to come and be Won't it be fine? The best is yet to come, come the day you're mine Live long and prosper